0: Well, good evening, everyone. It's just always such a joy to be in the house of the Lord with our brothers and sisters in Christ that we get to, we get to expound on the Word of God, the living and active and all-powerful Word of God that the Lord has given us. So I just, I praise the Lord for the Word. So I wanted to start out with a Scripture that tells us a little bit more about the Word. He tells us so many things the Word is, beside it being His Spirit, His breath, His um, the living active uh, power of His His word that is uh, proceeded from the Father's mouth on on the pages of the Bible. But also this scripture I want to read now is so powerful. It talks about that he magnifies his word above his name. We know the power of God's name. He is Jehovah. So I just want to read this Psalm 138 verses 1 through 2. It says... I will praise you with my whole heart before the gods. I will sing praises to you. I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth for you have magnified your word above your name. So that's what I'm believing God is gonna do today with his word. He's gonna magnify it and we are gonna magnify it. So we're gonna be in agreement that the Lord will magnify his word, bring it uh, uh, the power out of it into our minds and our heart tonight that he can have his way within us. So let's um, pray and believe the Lord will do that by his mighty spirit. So Father, we just bow before you, Lord God, and we thank you. Um, that you have saved us and redeemed us to your heart, Lord God. So, Father, as your children, we hunger and thirst for your word, Lord God. I want to be filled with your word, Lord God. So we ask you, Lord, to magnify your word in our hearts and mind, Lord God, and it in this house tonight. Father, have your way through your word and your spirit. And we just praise you and give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, so the message tonight is let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And um, our goal tonight is about setting our hearts on the Lord to think and to speak as the redeemed of the Lord. It is a high position to be a child of God. And our words have Holy Spirit power in us when we're yielded and surrendered to Him. Sometimes the word yielded and surrender has an appearance that it's a weakness, but it's really us getting out of the way for the power of the Holy Spirit to be preeminent in all of us. That applies to all of us. So um, so the Lord um, desires us to have a victorious life living from his amazing grace. I would say we're saved by his grace. To me, the simplicity, I know grace is God's unmerited favor towards us, but his grace for us is his love and his power. And he did that and delivered us from the power of darkness into his kingdom by his power through the heart of his love. So, um, So we're going to talk about imparting grace to those who are around us and we don't want to see that as uh, misinformation that that's just sweet kind words there is absolute delivering power in the power of grace that we will speak so the lord wants us his people to be about his heart of compassion use us in all his ways through the power of redemption. When we were born again, Jesus the Christ stepped into our hearts. So within us we have Christ the Redeemer to speak from us to others lives. So the Lord wants to use us to as the Redeem, that we say so. It's continually having a confession that has the power of redemption in it. Uh, like sharing the gospel is um, is is a power of salvation. Is is the power of God. Uh, being His voice to minister to the broken relationships and deliverance to circumstances and prayer for the Lord's healing. All the Lord's redemptive love and power working through us to bring about the Lord's res- redemption that He so desires for everyone, everywhere. And I think what is so special about the Lord is each and every one of us, we have our unique personality. None of us are the same at all. We all have our own DNA and our own fingerprint. And God uses his unique children to all work with the same redeeming power. It's all according to his spirit and it's all according to his word out of our heart. So the Lord uh, simplified this, um, "Let let the redeemed of the Lord say so to get our heart in line with him, he gave me that we are to purpose a redemptive attitude. Like this is something that is to be steadfast and unchangeable. Uh, The attitude, the definition for an attitude is a settled way of thinking. And from an attitude, they would always be following actions. So the attitude of our hearts is so important. If our attitude is settled in a wrong way, we need to allow the Lord to adjust that attitude of our heart. Many different events and words from our life's journey can establish our attitude, good or bad, but we have to make the choice to establish our, our hearts in the attitude of the Lord. So we, we all know that the world wants to define our attitude It's always spewing forth all its ways of what the attitude of our heart should be. And it does not line up with the Word of God. So we need the living, powerful Word of God to adjust the attitudes of our heart because we belong to Almighty God. We have the Redeemer living within us to to, uh, speak out and work out His redemptive ways. Uh, I love uh, Hebrews 13, 9 says, For it is good that the heart is established by grace. So that's the attitude of our heart that we need to choose that that is our attitude that glorifies God. I believe we need to settle the attitude of our heart each and every day, because we don't even realize so much influx from the world that comes in through our eyes and our ears and the influence of advertisement and social media, on and on. The world is trying to define our attitude, and our hearts belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, and He is the Redeemer and the hope within us that we have to settle our hearts daily, that we have the um, attitude of a redemptive heart, which comes from the root of God's love. He redeemed us by his love. So we have that, and he wants our life to have redemptive, um, everything being redeemed in our life. He wants us to be speaking into that redemption because the redeemed of the Lord say so. So this is a, a pattern of our life to be continually speaking redemption. So, the Lord says a lot about our hearts in His Word. Uh, One of the scriptures we probably know is Proverbs 23, 7a. It says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That is so vital, like we think in our mind, but it's, it's our believing in our heart is really what we walk out. God puts that together, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. We want to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit that has God's Holy Spirit redemptive words coming out of our mouth to circumstances. And God wants us to train our heart to be settled and established in his redemptive power, which is his love and his compassion and his power of a deliverance over the wicked one. This is the redemptive words that we have the power of because it's the Holy Spirit in us and the redemptive um, nature of God that stirs our heart, that doesn't want to accept the wicked things that happen in our world. The Holy Spirit rises up in us in a power that says, I don't accept that circumstance. That's not from my father. And we want to do that for those that are um, in weakened conditions that can't almost speak for themselves, that we step in as the voice of God and help people to have redemption in their lives. So as we think in our heart and we go back to what the attitude is, if our heart is, is not in, the, in that redemptive place, we won't have the words coming forth that are that strong and redemptive. So we have to think in our heart according to the power of God's grace. And also, as we talked about the influences that we walk amongst, Proverbs 4:23 says... Look how God says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it for it is how we think in our heart that we are, not how we think. Our heart is our believer. Everything we do comes out of our heart. That's where our belief is. So if we purpose to think in our hearts from the place of redemption, from all the goodness of the Lord that he has shown us, we will guard our hearts from all the junk that wants to vie for a place in our heart. We guard our heart. We call it the place for the Holy Spirit. We call it the place of Christ to have preeminence in our heart that we we stay strong in him in the power of his might which is his redemption so we know our battle is not flesh and blood but it is spiritual so i see this as a daily training ground because we are good soldiers of jesus christ and we need to take authority over our attitude that it brings glory to the lord jesus christ and out of that attitude of our heart we will be able to have. Christ being preeminent in our hearts. So we'll have redemptive words to circumstances. So we are the redeemed of the Lord. So it's a confession of triumph. It is, Jesus has triumphed over the wicked one and he dwells within us and he wants us, our words to be victorious. There is power in our tongue. We know the Lord says there's life and death in the power of our tongue. So what are we speaking? It has power, is it good? bad, evil, mediocre, whatever it is, let's let them be redemptive words, the circumstances that we encounter. Uh, we know John 10:10. 10, 10, that's a, a, a scripture we probably have by heart that the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. Jesus says, but I have come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So uh, we are, as we put our faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we are redeemed forever. We are his children forever. So that's a settled issue. But the devil always has all his shenanigans going on all the time. And the shenanigans actually, it says, its uh, definition is the secret of dishonest activity or maneuvering. So our faith is continually tested, whether we realize it or not, by the shenanigans of the wicked one. So we have to keep guard over our heart, which is where our words come from. The Lord says in his word that our words are an overflow of our heart. So what we have going on in our heart, we need to establish that attitude in grace. <clears throat> so, um, so as children of God, we are children of redemption. So that is the powerful word that we are. Our Redeemer lives. So, the Lord tells us much about our mouth, uh, so much we are to praise Him with our mouth, sing to Him with our mouth, declare, pray, speak, tell, teach, preach, etc. There is power in our tongues to be used for the glory of God. There is Holy Spirit power when we declare what the Lord says. We are in full agreement with the Word of God. We're in full agreement with God and His power when we declare it. Declaring the Word of God, it moves mountains. So we stand on the Word of God, because it's Him in the power of all that we're saying. Um, So, here's, I want to see if we can declare this Psalm 107, verses 1 and 2 together, because this is where our main scripture came from. Let's see if we can do this. I don't know how it's going to work, but so let's say, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. What a declaration when the enemy comes at us, Lord, you have redeemed me from the hand of the enemy. Our declaration is we stand on what the Lord did for us that we say this every day if we want to, you know, Lord, you have redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. So our our Lord has so many names because He is Jehovah and He is everything we need. And His name as Redeemer is called Jehovah Goel. The root of this is that it is a purchase that a redeemer purchases uh, to buy back from the bondage of slavery and to be set free. So we have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ and set free. And I was noticing today sitting there both of these uh, scriptures up on the wall are all about what the Lord did when he redeemed us. He set us at liberty and he set us in total freedom. So um, every person who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and their savior as a child of God, is purchased of God by his blood and is set free and forgiven completely forever. Settled issues issue by the blood of Jesus. We ever need a declaration to make that's powerful. We plead the blood of Jesus over the things that come against us it is the overcoming power. The Lord tells us in Revelation that we overcome by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and not living our life to the death. There is power in our words that we have. Let's see what the Lord did for us in Romans 3, verses 23 and 24. Uh, The Lord says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus, our Redeemer, you know, the blood of Jesus. So he has redeemed us from the hand of the enemy. That does not mean the enemy is not gonna try to put his hand back on us. So we keep standing on what the word says and what, what God has said. Colossians three, I'm sorry, Colossians one, verses 13 and 14 says, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. Oh, the blood of Jesus. There is nothing greater than the blood of Jesus Christ that purchased us, purchased us by his blood out of the greatest love story there ever was. So we were bought at a price. We all have a redemption story, how the Lord saved us. When we give our personal salvation testimony, we are saying, I am to the redeemed of the Lord and I'm saying so, I'm telling you how he saved me. I'm telling you what a mess I was before the Lord saved me. Everyone is, no one can deny a personal testimony because it is ours. People can argue about a million things, but we say, Lord Jesus came in and changed my life, changed my attitude, changed my eternity, and how he did it, how he he wove himself through my life until the day I said yes to Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We have a testimony. We are saying we are the redeemed of the Lord. First uh, Peter 1, verses 18 through 19 is powerful too. It says, um, knowing that all of us, we were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from our aimless conduct received by the traditions from our fathers, but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. We see the word precious. It means the highest, most priceless value there is to the blood of Jesus Christ. Nothing more valuable than his blood. And this is how we were saved in Ephesians 1, uh, verses 13 through uh, 15. In him you also trusted, that's what we did, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise who was the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So every one of us is to the praise of his glory. The Lord Jesus is so pleased with us. He calls us his beloved and his prized possession because we are all his children and he sees us all the same. The value of each and every person was um, by the cross of Jesus Christ. Uh, we when someone thinks they're lesser or whatever of someone else. But I love the expression that says it's level ground at the cross. Prince and pauper had to come and say yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior to receive eternal redemption. And we just praise God for being our redeemer. So we have to say so with this redemptive attitude. Um, and it comes from our minds of being constantly renewed of this. We, believe it or not, it's so easy to to get caught up in world things and things we have to do and forget to make the confession that makes us so strong that we are who we are are in Christ, that we are children of Almighty God and redeemed by the cross. So the Lord says in um, Romans 12:2, he says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind. There's an important fact the Lord's telling us that if we need renewing of our mind, then a lot of things are going to come in and want to take away and wear it away from kingdom minds that we are supposed to have. So we need to have it daily renewed by the Holy Spirit, by the Word of God, by the Word of truth in the world that we live in. That is not truth. It is not truth at all. So uh, it wants to have an effect on our mind. So our mind, we take purpose to transform it by the renewing, by being transformed by the renewing of our mind through his word. He says, once you transform your mind through his word, he says, then you can prove what is the good and the acceptable and perfect will of God. The world is not gonna give us the will of God, only God's word is. So we must be renewed in the spirit to have this redemptive uh, mindset that the Lord wants us to have. So um, this is a discipline we purpose through God's word. So our minds overcome the world system as we are continually walking by faith. Psalm 1914 is more intimate about the Lord and um, our minds and is a good declaration and a prayer to the Lord for help. A lot of Psalms are wonderful prayers. This one says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer." This says so much about the attitude of our our heart where we can say, Lord, help me let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight, my rock and my redeemer. This is really a prayer because we have a lot of challenges with the things that we come around that all the time we have to be resettling the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart, acceptable in his sight, which is really pretty neat how we see when it says not acceptable in his hearing, but acceptable in his sight, like he sees our words. And I think, wow, that is so neat to us. Like sometimes if you go to write something, you're like, oh, if I read that, that doesn't sound so great. Maybe I should reword that. That's a neat reflection to us to say God is actually seeing our words that we have as a, a way for us to say, oh Lord, if I'm going to write and say words, I want, you're going to see them. I want them to be acceptable in your sight. You're my rock and my redeemer, you know, and there are going to be words of life that are not of the world. They're of the words that bless God and bless those we encounter. Thank <laughs> So I love this too, that it's the meditation of our heart. That's more than a passing thought, it's our meditations. What are we spending our thought life time meditating on? The problem, the, the hard situations we see in the news and things like that. Are we just meditating there like, oh, that's so bad and all that. Or are we meditating on the Lord, Him on His throne and all His power and all His majesty and all that He does, and, you know, so that's where our place of our meditation is to be is that it's acceptable in his sight you know because he wants his children thinking like children of the king children of redemption uh, and another uh, sweet verse about our meditation is psalm 104 verse 34 it says uh, may my meditation be sweet to him i will be glad in the lord So this is, we're going back to talking about purposing a redemptive attitude. Our meditations of our heart are gonna make up our attitude. So um, we're always meditating on something but how they could be sweet to our Lord, which is amazing. We probably don't give too much thought to that as we're meditating, that the Lord is seeing all our meditations. That is just the intimate Father God that we have that is so big and powerful that He can be doing that with all of us because He cares so much about us. Like, oh Lord, I want you to be the focus of my meditation, you know, that it's acceptable in His sight and that you redeemed me. I want to meditate on your redeeming power in my life and how I can and impart that to someone else. So we know redemptive words uh, speak life into circumstances that are in a bad way. We can speak redemptive words that will empower things to change by the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, we offer the grace and mercy the Lord has freely given us. I know how God wants us to be a vessel like of his living water, like he has poured out his grace and mercy in us and through all his love and forgiveness. And he wants us to have that living water of his grace and mercy and forgiveness pouring out through us. That's redemptive words as we would care for people that we encounter. Um, You know, God tells us that mercy triumphs over judgment. When we come into people's circumstances that are dire, and we come in and offer the grace and mercy and redemptive words that the Lord has given us, circumstances change. They do by the power of God. So we have, um, we have, we are, we are influencers of redemption in the people that we encounter as we are believing God and we get to pray and see the Lord's hand uh, move in might and power. Uh, so the Lord tells us so much in the Word of God about our tongue and the power of it. It's too many scriptures to, to notice, but uh, to note tonight. But <clears throat> one of these words, this is really uh, great from the power of the Holy Spirit in James 1, verses 19 and 20. He says, "Though then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath." For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. So honestly, what if we, so much of our problems, everyone was just quick and swift just to listen, just to hear before, bringing up any kind of a response and slow to speak that God is telling us to choose our words wisely when we're quick to listen, but slow to speak because we want to hear from the Lord with redemptive words rather than responding to uh, fiery circumstances that we come under rather than responding in the flesh. The Lord knows we're going to be in battles and he the power of the Redeemer in us wants to redeem some of the battles, redeem all the battles that we're in by his power. So when we offer this, uh, we're we're reflecting God's unmerited favor when we stop and we are uh, quick to truly listen and hear and then to um, slow to respond uh, and slow to wrath too. What a word from God that by the power of His Holy Spirit, He gives us self-control as one of the fruit of the Spirit. And we, you listen to what the Lord instructs us to do. If we were just quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to wrath, oh my goodness, we'll be hearing from God during that time. We'll be grabbing a hold of those words that should not be released out of our mouth, you know? And how can I glorify God in this, this Um, argument says for the Lord says in verse 20 for the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God so wrath and anger are never going to produce righteousness so a redemptive attitude is always going to be tested always so we cry Lord help us Lord, help us respond by your spirit with a redemptive attitude of words and actions. When we encounter people in circumstances that there's angry uh, people and rude and frustrating and hurtful, and we all, if we're quick to listen and slow to speak, we have a better chance of responding with a redemptive word. And it's the power of the Holy Spirit that can uh, quench fires by, by uh, his power. So it's too easy to respond in the flesh, way too easy, and not to allow the Holy Spirit to have preeminence in our words. So I know the Lord always wants us ready and trained with a godly response. So I know that's why he kept telling me about that. We're purposing a redemptive attitude. Uh, So, So I've heard um, several people in this church have talked about the harsh words they encounter in their work environment that are just so ungodly. I know many people step into some um, work environments that are very difficult. But I know what Pastor Jim always told us to do, uh, to be the thermostat and not the thermometer. The thermostat sets the temperature. A thermometer just reflects whatever's going on there. And this doesn't have to be a bold uh, attitude as much as it is a gentle spirit. Uh, look at Proverbs um, Twenty-five, eleven. And now this looks like we're choosing our words because it says a word fitly spoken like choosing just the right words of redemption the few that they might be are like apples of gold in settings of silver Can you imagine There's harsh words coming all about us from the workplace? And we choose a redemptive word that is like an apple, which is life-giving and nutritious. We're offering it like gold because we're gonna speak from the king's gold in our heart about someone else. And it says in a setting of silver, it's almost like a silver tray that you're serving people these words with. What is that gonna do to that atmosphere and that conversation? There would be a magnificent work of the Holy Spirit when we offer apples of gold on trays of silver by a word, a fitly spoken. Like when the Holy Spirit gives you the word, oh my goodness, things change. Uh, another mighty word that is not mighty in the world system is uh, Proverbs 15.1. It says, a soft answer turns away Wrath but a harsh word stirs up anger. And, you know, we get harsh words at us. The flesh wants to come back in the flesh and be defensive, but we want to be redemptive versus defensive. So we can say, oh, a soft answer. Look, it looks weak, doesn't it? A soft answer, but it has the power to turn away wrath. So what happens if we pattern the soft answer? That's redemptive against the power of wrath you know, and this is a pattern we choose with our lifestyle that we will see things uh, change in our atmosphere. So uh, we have to have a lot of perseverance in our spirit to stand and be obedient to the Lord with a redemptive attitude in our words. Uh, The Lord tells us in uh, Ephesians 4 verses 30 to 32, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender tender-hearted forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Here's another disposition of the attitude of our heart is this tender-heartedness that God wants to be just steadfast in us. He doesn't want us to, do, to come and go with the atmosphere of anger and all that. He wants us to continually have this steadfastness of a redemptive attitude in our heart, which is going to come from the Lord who was tender-hearted, and forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave us. He forgave us. before we even knew we needed forgiveness. You know, even while we're yet sinners, Christ died for us, you know? So his love is so powerful. So um, the redemptive attitude is also gonna be um, powerful in forgiving. That's also gotta be a redemptive position of our heart is to be a great forgiver. And we have lots of times to practice that, don't we? I remember someone, when I was telling someone a situation, uh, they had wise counsel, they said, oh, another place to practice. Practice forgiveness. And I'm like, oh boy, do we get that daily, daily practices of forgiveness. So we think about all that Christ has forgiven us past, present, future total undeserved merit uh, and favor of the Lord, that we are to be forgivers. That is a redemptive attitude of our heart. You know, our heart, and we might have to keep forgiven a lot just because uh, of maybe deeper hurts or wounds, but we just keep agreeing with God until the redemptive plan takes place in our heart from old stuff that has come against us and wedged a place in our heart that God says he wants it redeemed. Those, all of our heart, God wants redeemed and we partner with him with forgiveness of all the offenders, all the things done against us, knowing or unknowing. Forgiveness, we've got to practice it out of our mouth. So uh, that's another discipline that we need is just to be daily forgivers because we want redemption, which is forgiveness in our heart to be a steadfast place. Um, the Lord also tells us in Ephesians 4 verse 29, he says, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but that what is good for necessary edification, that it might impart grace to the hearers. Wow, so no corrupt word. Wow, that's, I love God. He's black and white, right? There's no question there. Let no corrupt word come out of your mouth, which means if we're meditating on that wrong, we wanna meditate right, so it won't come out of our mouth. We gotta change things that wanna get ground in our heart that don't belong there. But it's interesting too, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Let's look at the hearers though when we speak words. The hearers of the word, is ourself. So the words we're speaking, how does it affect our heart? Uh, Because we reap and sow with our words. Also, the words we speak, the Lord hears. How are they in the presence of a holy God, the words that we speak? Um, So we have ourselves listening, the Lord listening, the people we impact. We're impacting them with our words because they're life and death. And we're also, the uh, evil one is listening to our words as well. So there's actually a lot of hearers to what we're imparting with our words. The evil one can't read our mind, but he can hear our confession and jump on all the negative junk. If we're there, we are. it's, just, it's, a, it's an open gate for the evil one. So we do not want to give the hearer of the wicked one anything. We say we're the redeemed of the Lord and we say so. And we speak forgiveness out of our mouth and we just declare that things. Evil one has zero ground when we're forgiving and redemptive words come out of our mouth. We have the power. So the hearers are there. We want to impart grace because there's power in grace that has already defeated the evil one. So um, our grace-filled words uh, can add such meaning to our time. You know, God wants us to redeem the time, and that doesn't make sense because time just keeps ticking away like it always does. But the redeeming part is making it valuable to God, making it valuable like any of us here could be somewhere else tonight. This is a valuable use of our time to meet with our brothers and sisters in Christ and and worship Him in song and and, and hear more of the Word. This is redeeming the time. I believe what God wants us to do in redeeming the time is whatever our circumstances is, how are we glorifying God? How are we working in some sort of a redemptive matter? It doesn't even matter if we're in the grocery line, if we're just acting in kindness, we have redeemed that moment and show the love of God to a stranger. There's so many ways we can redeem the um, the time by giving glory to God with our life and our day-to-day circumstances. Uh, Colossians 4 verses 4 through 6 says, Walk in wisdom towards those who are outside. That means outside the family of God, the unbelievers. Redeeming the time. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you might ought to answer one another. So God, that's a power that we can redeem time. That's the power of redemptive uh, words that we can have that bring Grace and mercy and forgiveness to every person we encounter. It's a, a, a great a power of not just uh, wasting a day, but rejoicing in the day that the Lord has made and all that He has. You know, we time goes so quickly, and so much wasted time can happen in our lives without trying to redeem the time and making our lives just a worship and worthy unto the Lord and give Him glory. So... <clears throat> let the redeemed of the Lord say so as a lifestyle, God's amazing grace is redemptive. So the words of our prayers are all from redemption and to be for redemption. Our Lord wants us to, everything we pray about with concerns on our heart, we're looking for the Lord's redemption to come into our circumstances. So let the redeemed of the Lord say so is so powerful from our 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 heart is settled with redemption. It's got the attitude of grace. So um, our prayers, we believe that the Lord Jesus came. He came for us to have abundant eternal life, but he came, that abundant life started the moment we said yes to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. He wants our lives to show his redemptive power in it so we can give him all the glory and the honor and praise. So that's why we, we pray for God to redeem circumstances on earth for the abundant life he wants us to walk in. Um, Galatians 3.13 says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us and if we um, I don't have it overhead but uh, as Galatians 2.20 says that i I have been crucified with Christ I no longer live but Christ lives in me. This life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So he became cursed. We died with him, and we rose again into newness of life, which is a redemption life that God wants us to walk out on earth and seeing things redeemed. He gets all the glory. He does not get the glory from a life that looks like it's never been transformed. He gets glory when we're Transformed, and things around us get transformed because we say, "Oh, God did that." No, God that God changed me. He gets all the glory when redemption is shown in our lives. He does not want us to suffer uh, the things of this world because we are citizens of heaven. We are children of God. We are sons and daughters of the King. So. Uh, he wants his his um, power to be evidenced in this life. So I love we've been doing that series about miracles in this church because he wants everything in our life to me to be a miracle because we have a miracle working God that's in charge of our life who dwells in our heart. His word is power and that the redemptive power of our words where should it be expecting miracles from Almighty God? Because we're asking Him, He gets all the glory. It is not for our glory. It all belongs to Him. So when we pray, we're going to the throne of grace not to state our problems, because He already knows what we need before we ask, it says in Matthew 6. Stating our problems really ends up being a kind of, I, I don't ever find I feel any better if I complain about a problem, because it's just, it's it's speaking forth so much negativity when our words are to be grace-filled and redemptive. So the Lord already knows what our issues are. But, um, and it's I'm not saying God doesn't want you to share your heart with him or share with a friend to explain circumstances, but our prayers are to the Redeemer from a place of redemption that we go into. So uh, we ask and seek the Lord's redemption plan for something that's not lining up with heaven. We are children of heaven, children of Almighty God. He Eternal citizens, so when we pray, uh, according to Matthew six nine and ten, we pray just as the Lord instructed us to pray. We're praying, O oh Father, Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your kingdom come, and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, on earth. That's the abundant life God wants us to pray and, and come around for him. The evil one wants to steal, kill, and destroy the things in our life. And we come with a redemptive prayer to the Lord. There are many uh, trials and tribulations and cares of this world, so we want to pray for God's redemption plan to come in to anything the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy, whether it's our our, our health, our, our, our marriages, our family, the prodigals, whatever it might be. We pray from the point of redemption for redemption is when we pray for the Lord. We want to see Him magnified and Him glorified in all that He does when we pray. There, a prayer is a, a place of redemption. We go to the throne of grace to receive mercy, so uh, so we, we like we're praying for redemption for um, for healing. We're praying to Jehovah Rapha. He would not be healer if he didn't heal. He wouldn't be healer if he didn't want to heal. He just is healer and he heals because we all can be affected by the broken things of this world and and sickness and disease come. But Jesus says he heals all of our diseases. He heals us, he's Jehovah Rapha. So that's part of our redemption prayers. We're praying for what the Lord wants to redeem by his healing power and his healing power is to me in relationships and soul realm and all the ways that he, um, he moves out of his power. So as we are the redeemed of the Lord and say so, it's all our believing that all things are possible with God. He is love and all he does for his children is, is, is in power and in, in love as our redeemer. So we agree with our father, his name, he is the God of love. And 1 Corinthians 13, seven says, love, it bears all things, it believes all things, and it hopes all things and endures all things. So our steadfastness, the, um, the redemptive attitude of our heart is believing God for all things out of his great love for us. We have a good father that gives good gifts. He doesn't hold back from his children, but we agree with him with our words that that's what he desires for all of us, to have an abundant life and to redeem things that have not lined up with the word of God. So the word of God is our place to find out what does the Lord have for me in abundant life? We find those promises and say, oh Lord Jesus, oh, healing is the children's bread. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, it is by your stripes I am healed. Thank you, Lord. I'm gonna declare that because that's redemptive words, you know? And we believe Jehovah Rapha does what he says he's gonna do. He is healer. You know, so we believe and we declare, and we um, it says um uh, we we have by patience and by faith and patience, we inherit the promises. It doesn't say God is gonna instantly do everything. Of course he can, and sometimes he does, but it says through faith and patience, we inherit the promises. So we keep on keeping on waiting on the Lord and saying what he says and saying what he says and saying what he says, and he's the redeemer. He does, we're, so we're agreeing with redemptive words when we agree with the word of God. Uh, so so it is so important what what we speak from, the disposition of our heart. Our heart is, belongs to the Lord Jesus. I love the song we had today about our heart abandoned to Him. What better place is it to be? Our heart abandoned to the Redeemer, the Savior, and all the Jehovah names that He is, Jehovah Shalom. You know, just, he's just so wonderful. Our heart abandoned to Him is the disposition of our heart abandoned to the Redeemer. And we pray and speak, and have that attitude for that. So worth memorizing is the Psalm 1914 that we have that says, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer. So our our mouth is in line with our heart. That's what we really want to do: is have our mouth in line with our heart. And if we find we're speaking wrong things, it means that our heart is out of line somewhere. We can all have an attitude issue, you know. We're like, Oh Lord, that was a that was a red flag. I'm in a, I got a wrong disposition going on here. Lord, help me just bow to you, ask you to forgive me, and restore my heart. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, that is a place of his redemptive power uh, that we live from. So this is uh, just an awesome scripture to memorize that we're always thinking, um, you're seeing my meditations, you're seeing my words, God, wow, I want to be an offering to you like you tell me to be, just offer my life to you, for you, Jesus, have offered your life in place of mine. So we we are just uh, loving God with loving a heart that agrees with God's word and his purposes and plans. <clears throat> so um, so we're, I just thought maybe we could just uh, pray over this whole night if I'm just going to close with us praying in agreement with this word of God tonight because we agree. So Father, <clears throat> you have freely redeemed us by the blood sacrifice you offered to the Father for our freedom, Lord Jesus. We thank you, God, that you are Jehovah Goel. You are the rock of our salvation, and you are our redeemer. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you dwell in each one of your children as a redeemer, as a rescuer, as a deliverer. Thank you, Lord God, that you would uh, rise in our hearts in the power that you have to come forth out of our mouth into circumstances, Lord God, that have not aligned with your word. So, Father, we, we ask you for your Holy Spirit to fill us, that we would be yielded to you so your power would come through our words from your power of love and grace and mercy and forgiveness and all that you've done to redeem us to yourself, Lord God. And Father, I ask you would fill us to overflowing that those we encounter, we would overflow into their lives with the power of your grace and your mercy and that we would have a confession that would be redemptive to circumstances and let our, our mouths just um, just be full of, of words of hope and, and mercy and grace to the folks that are in places that are so painful, Lord God. Help us be just a minister of redemption to the people we encounter that have not received your salvation, Lord God. Fill our hearts with your redemptive power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that we would encounter people and share your grace with them and how you have saved us. We are the redeemed, the Lord, and we say so with our testimony of your of your life changing power. So, Father, we thank you, God, for all you do within us, that you work within us to will and to do for your good pleasure. So, Father, we lay ourselves before you and ask you for all the days ahead, Lord God, that we would be living from a place of redemption for redemption, from an attitude of redeeming circumstances and helping people through circumstances that need redemption. Father, let us be your hands and feet full of your compassion, which is what saved us, Lord God. So, Father, we just praise you. We thank you for your word being magnified tonight, and we magnify you, Almighty God, our rock and our redeemer. And we give you all the glory, all the honor and praise. It is yours alone. In Jesus' name, amen.